Hello and welcome to the Tech Dirt Podcast. I'm Mike Masnick. The world is increasingly technological, so we have better get methodical. Bringing precision to critical digital journalism with the singular vision of the modern monocle. Stopping the copyright police from pulling the wall on us. Facing and taking on all the plate to pay to troll. Document the ways that they aim to take control. Scrutinize and do their lies and make them fold. If we don't stand up to them, someone will get hurt. To grab a shovel and dig up the tech. If we don't stand up to them, someone will get hurt. To grab a shovel and dig up the tech. Now, I know that you've heard it before because I keep saying it, but I'm going to remind folks again, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast in your favorite podcast app, please do so and please let others know about it and consider supporting us on Patreon or elsewhere. Again, it's patreon.com slash techdirt. Now, on to today's show. In a show earlier this year, uh, we discussed the future of mobile phones and, and what kinds of innovation were coming down the road for them. And part of that discussion actually touched on whether or not those devices uh, were getting smarter to the point that they were just as good as a personal computer. Now, at the same time, we've also discussed uh, my own personal office-in-a-bag concept, which is basically me figuring out the best way to bring not just a personal computer on the road with me, but a whole setup of keyboards and monitors and, and such. Uh, both of those stories tangentially, I think, touch on today's topic uh, that we want to talk about, which is whether or not there's really a future for personal computers, either laptops or desktops, both at home and, and at work. Uh, to be fair, this is not necessarily a new question. It pops up every few years, I think. For example, I remember in the late 90s or early 2000s when we were told that we'd soon reach a point where everything was completely online and people would just need some sort of you know, dumb terminal window uh, to, to reach everything. And to be fair, that, that was the state of things decades earlier, though certainly not as widely distributed. Uh, but there's a reasonable question in there, which is do most people need personal computers at all anymore. And of course, it should be noted that to kick off this, this this particular discussion that in many parts of the world, the answer is clearly no. Uh, and certainly in parts of China and many parts of the developing world, uh, they kind of leapfrogged over the whole computer thing and went straight to being uh, mobile first, and in many cases, mobile only societies. Uh, but I think our conversation today is going to focus um, more on uh, areas in like the US or Europe where we did go through a generation where it was expected that everyone would have and use a personal computer, both at home and at many jobs. So the big question is really, is that changing? And if so, how and when? And what will it look like if people don't need a personal computer anymore? Will it just become more people using mobile phones or will it be tablets or some sort of hybrid solution? Will everybody just be wearing augmented reality goggles or it will be something else entirely? So today on the podcast, we've got our regular co-hosts, Hirsch Reddy and Dennis Yang to discuss. And Hirsch, you get to start because you were the one who suggested this particular topic. So I'm going to ask you a very direct question, which is give us a date when you personally think you will no longer own a personal computer. Uh, I hope I didn't suggest that I'll be the type of person that won't have a personal computer. I think I'm always going to have a personal computer. Um, but the wider question, which is, will the majority of people need personal right. computers, is, is is a different one, right? Well, I mean, you could argue, you could, well, you could take a step back from that and, and ask the question, did the majority of people today need a personal computer? No, I, I, I kind of, 
I think for most people, actually, um, there's so few things you need to use a desktop or a laptop for nowadays that I, I think you can actually just get away with probably with an iPad or, or just a phone or maybe a phone and iPad combo. I, the, even for me, where, where, where I find that a laptop is necessary every day, it's, it's a lot of the times it's because of work or it's because of something related to uh, programming specifically. Those are the reasons, but but those aren't you know work and 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 um, and and uh, and programming reasons aren't, aren't really reasons that most people will have. So this, what are the other reasons that I use a, a laptop for? I, I think like the big one from the last uh, you know last few months is probably just like doing tax related things, and mm-hmm. it, it's much easier to do that sort of like complex um, you know cross referencing between different document types on on, on a laptop, but. But even that that type of a, a task, a lot of people don't really have that type of work um, necessity for that work. Or, or you could even argue that on the few times that they need to do that sort of thing, maybe it just makes sense on that day to go to the library or something and do that, you know, rather than purchasing a PC just for something that you're going to use once a year, right? So right, right. I mean, like, what, I, like why why did people get PCs in the first place, right? So well, you know, before I mean, especially before internet connectivity. Well, I think, you know, well, there are a few different reasons, but... Uh, like you know, word processing, right? Um, spreadsheets, yeah. right? Is that is yeah. how we're going to kind of go? Yeah. I mean, most people I mean, don't need to do spreadsheets, though. I yeah, mean, most, I think, that's what I'm saying. But, most but, but that was part of, I mean, right? w- within the office setting, certainly that was kind of a, a big driver of yeah. computers. But, I mean, it, it's like, to me, that question is interesting, but but not necessarily so relevant just because we live in such a different time, right? I mean, you know... We can look at that, but but there's also the fact that like, you know, mobile phones right. What, you know, what I was going to didn't say, exist at that time. Sure, but so I was going to say in before the age where the the computer was connected to the internet, it was mainly like an application type device, yes. right? So it was like word processing, spreadsheets, maybe playing a game if you want to call it that, right? So, um, and then after we enter the age of connected computing, it became information access, right? So. And, well, no, no. I, well, right? I would say two things: information access and communication. Right, and communication. Yeah. Those are the, those are the two primary use cases I'd say of of either a laptop or a desktop, right. um, which largely is is handled by the mobile now. Right? Yes. Yeah. And so I, I would argue that there's two things about a personal computer, whether it's desktop or or, or the laptop. The form factor, that, right? That that yes, the form factor that still beat the kind of mobile form factor. And and so one and, and they're both really obvious, so it's not it's not a huge surprise here, but one is just, you know, input using a full keyboard is gonna be much faster. Um, then right. until voice until voice input p- gets potentially enough, right. So right? There, well, there's there's a few different things, right? I mean, voice input or you know other forms of input could could certainly get better. So yeah. so voice is one example, and some but some people certainly think that you know even when even if voice is accurate, which is kind of the big concern now, yeah. that you know there are some limitations there. And then the second one is just you know the screen real estate, right? So so how yeah. much the screen you screen. can fit in order to to do stuff, right? So if you need which can to, be replaced by you know virtual reality so virtual or augmented reality sure right i mean there are companies now that are trying to do exactly that where it's basically goggles to replace your 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 computer and and you know and in that case you know there 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 was just a story recently i think 
it was on Bloomberg, um, of a company that's sort of building these augmented reality goggles and, you know, w for work purposes. And the idea is to replace your desktop computer. And so they require this, you know, they tried to eat their own dog food and they required um, all of the engineering team to wear them instead of using a computer you know or uh, you know having a monitors and apparently it didn't last very long <laughs> because the engineers were like uh this is not efficient for us and and that right. might just be right. you know that that's an early product and and so um it may take time but yeah i mean you could certainly see a world where you know you could have potentially better or different forms of input and potentially better or different forms of you know viewable real estate right i mean does does like anyone have a desktop computer anymore like i don't i don't know anyone that has one i, well, I know a few i do really well yeah. aside from gaming like gaming people that are gamers those are the only people that i know um i know like full like graphic design people tend to really like having a full desktop well, or people who are doing like vid video work where they need sort of more powerful machines yeah but you know I think that if you're taking your laptop and hooking it up to a full monitor and keyboard, then you're basically have a desktop. Does that make it a desktop it. computer? Yeah, basically. I mean, you basically have all the. But then you know, then you have all sorts of other questions where you know they're making these like really tiny desktops, desktops that exactly. can fit in your pocket, or you know, the fact is your phone will be kind of just as powerful as that. So you reach this point where right. you begin to wonder, you know, the future of the the desktop computer may just, may be the phone, and and you yeah. know, we discussed this a little bit in the uh, when we did the phone episode right that there are a couple products that are sort of just entering the market now um that are you know they they look like a laptop and they're sort of a laptop shell um but there's no there's no uh brains in them it's just battery yeah. basically and you, you well, hook I mean, up your what phone I, what i'm saying is like the the beige box that used to sit mm -hmm. like on our desks I mean, they, they still exist. Yeah. But they can go away, right? Well, I, I mean, as someone who hasn't personally bought one in years because everything is just laptops these days, <laughs> like, sure. But but I could see reasons why some people still prefer those. I mean, it, it tends to be either you can get them really cheap these days, though laptops are cheaper and cheaper, but you can get, like, more powerful for less in, in a desktop. And, um, and people who really need that sort of excessive level of power um, – you know, whether it's for gaming or, or video production or, or something like that. One of the things that I think uh, is, is super necessary before a, a, a phone or a, or a place is a desktop or, or is that I think the applications themselves have to sort of change their expectation of, of the kind of interfaces that they think the devices that they're going to run on are going to have, right? I think. Well, explain. I'm not sure. I, I yeah. So, for example, like when when you use Google Sheets on an iPad, right? Mm -hmm. it, it's it's very much like a Google Sheets that runs on a on a desktop, right? But you can you can obviously imagine a, a spreadsheet being sort of a tablet first spreadsheet, right? And what would that mean? I mean, a tablet first spreadsheet would be one in which you can do all the intuitive things on a tablet, like zooming. Right? right, and quick scrolling with your fingers and and things like that uh, very easily. And also, if you think about it, um, even the way the keyboards work on most devices right now is mm -hmm. is very much uh, 
kind of trapped in this thinking about sort of data entry being this very keyboard driven thing, right? Versus sure. a touchscreen driven thing. When you when you enter into any sort of text box in a browser, it immediately brings up this sort of keyboard looking thing from the bottom, right? But if you really want to think about it, when I click into a cell in a spreadsheet, it really should bring up some kind of custom interface for a number or programming or you see what I'm saying? Well, the, yeah. Yeah. Well, not even in mobile. Like, how often do you essentially see the equivalent of, um, you know, the kind of interfaces you see in a game like uh, a natural selection or something? And what I mean is a, these pinwheel interfaces where the first time you tap on the yeah. screen, you get four options. And when you tap yeah. any of those, they give you four more options. And then you can navigate very quickly through very deep menus and select exactly what you want. And once you select that, am I entering a number? Am I entering a letter? You get a very specific interface just for that, which you can yeah. continue to sort of very efficiently navigate with one finger. You see, you see this in, um, in how characters are entered uh, for, for, for uh, a lot of Asian languages, right? Like they have these sure. like, yep. very quick navigation. You see people just flying, selecting these characters when they're uh, writing Chinese. Yeah. And I mean, I have to admit those things, they, I, I just, it's probably just because I'm not used to them. Exactly. But when I encounter them, they, they're, they confuse the hell out of me. <laughs> but, but I could see how no, you, you would, are used to them. You, you know. I mean, I, I miss like T9 on the old Right, Nokia. which is the same basic concept. It's sort of, a, you know. Yeah. But if you think about it, in, see, the thing iPads and, and, and phones have to do is to not be afraid to have power interfaces. Sure. A, a, a tool that is built for someone who uses it in a, in a, in a sort of power user way, like, and for example, the interface for something like 3D Studio Max or, or even Excel for that matter, right? Like they have very mm -hmm. deep shortcuts. Um, and nobody's shy about putting these things in under the theory that they're too complex because they know the power users will very quickly learn the finger gestures or whatever that are necessary sure. to access the power. So Sure, but, but keyboard shortcuts like exist on a normal keyboard as well and user of power user of Photoshop. No, no, I mean, you're missing like the, the point, uh, right? The point is on an iPad, those... Um, yeah, shortcuts, shortcuts, shortcuts. Key, keyboard you're, shortcuts you're, you're are not keyboard, shortcuts. Right. So you're talking about like you, you need to have need, custom we, gestures. Right. Like it's like a it's like an adaptive. You need to have custom, it's an adaptive, right. powerful right. So custom so, gestures. So, yeah, so exactly. you're arguing that like the awful right, touch we, we bar. We need on my sort MacBook. of more mobile first, but 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 it may be you know the yeah. question is whether or not there's sort of a general you know uh, um, you know input uh, uh, sort of you know, uh, framework or something that'll work across well, things, or, or is it going to be individualized, customized, you know, per app? Well, think about this, like, the iPad is uniquely uh, uh, poorly designed for something like this, right? Because they have these overriding global gestures, like four sw finger swipes, swap applications, right? And things like that, such that if you were an application designer, and I've used certain art programs on an iPad that have great um, deep um, gesture-based uh, power user uh, shortcuts, right? But a lot of times these will be very close to something that the OS itself thinks that it, it should sort of override. So you'll swap out of the application accidentally or you'll kill the application because it looks like a force finger gesture, right? And, and so, and, and, and the iOS doesn't give the application designer any way to sort of temporarily shut those off, nor does it have a hardware button or something like that where you can, you see what I'm saying? The device itself is just poorly designed for being sort of a, a power user's tablet, but that doesn't preclude a future uh, tablet from right. someone like Microsoft being better designed uh, and then being able to support those kinds of gestures. But it, it obviously would need a, the co-evolution of both the hardware and the software, and it's, it's not there yet. So, And it's, it's also one of the things we should also ask is, in order to get there, you kind of need, like in these kinds of ecosystems, 
some kind of a feedback loop, right? Where you have the good, plat- a, a, a almost good enough platform, and then the applications get you ninety percent of there, and then the, the hardware evolves, and then the applications get better. You see, see what I mean? Like kind of a virtuous cycle. And I think it's almost on the iPad. It's almost the opposite because I've seen some attempts to make some very powerful um, applications for power users, like uh, PDF editing software, mm-hmm. things like that. And they've only just been they've just been uh, butchered by the iOS ecosystem. Because, for example, if you're somebody who's editing PDFs, ultimately you you need to take those PDFs out of the iPad and attach them into emails to send them to a colleague, to, to um, do comparisons with other documents, perhaps to bring content over from You see what I'm saying? So though the iPad offers a lot of really compelling things for PDF editing in terms of, for example, using a pen to do annotations and markup, which is, comes mm-hmm. very intuitively to, to lawyers, for example, right? Much better than desktop iPad, uh, sorry, a, a PDF annotation. It's much better on, on an iPad. But the other parts of it, like once you're done annotating it, Getting it into your content management system, you know, sharing it with a group of people very easily, tracking changes, things like that. Those all become sort of prohibitive again. Like you, you just yeah. can't do it. And yeah, it, it, it is it, it is tough to sort of do cross uh, cross application work in in sort of a, even in an iPad, which is you know it's a larger screen, but for some reason you know the just the resolution and size of, of desktop and the ability to sort of move windows around seems to be a better thing and i don't know if that's just something that'll change over time um or or what but for whatever reason i mean if i need to do that kind of work i also feel like i need uh, you know a computer and and some of this may be generational certainly right i mean you know i think all of us we sort of all came of age with with a personal computer whether a desktop or a laptop and yet you know <laughs> the darn kids these days, you know, growing up sort of mobile or tablet first, um, I kind of wonder if if they'll approach these things differently and maybe they'll be the ones to sort of develop those, those you know, the better interfaces for that, for that environment. Well, one thing I'll tell you is that it's not really the darn kids so much as the darn other markets, right? So, for sure. example, in India, I, I noticed that my, my, my uh, corporate taxi guy was um, using his phone and essentially using it to go through the whole uh, corporate expense process, right? Like he would take pictures of his receipts and then like somehow attach them into the web page. Like he had a Galaxy Note 4 mm-hmm. or something like that. And that actually lets you split screens. And he was just, he was very comfortable doing all these kinds of gestures and things. Uh, by the way, I had a Galaxy Note 4 too. I had no idea what these gestures were that were just like <laughs> opening multiple applications. I, I, guess, I guess if you have the necessity to do it, you, you figure it out. You figure it out. Um, yeah. And I've never had the necessity. I do. I do my expense forms uh, in on on my Mac, so you know it's it's it's, it's different. But you, you could see that in a lot of different ways, right? And one of the things I noticed also is that the government web pages that the citizens interact with now, um, in a lot of places, are, are mobile first. Yeah. In a, in a, as a reflection of the fact that their citizens are logging on from mobile applications, so. In the opposite of what happens in the United States, like, you know, you open like up a, a, a San Francisco page, probably government page on your mobile phone, it's going to look weird. Whereas you open it up on a desktop, it looks fine. It's, it's the opposite in places, some places like in India, because you open it on a desktop and it's like, why is all the content smushed in the middle of the page? Well, it's because they're expecting most people to come on to it with some uh, very narrow device, right? And, and uh, that reflects the fact that they understand that the primary device for a lot of their their um, 
their, their citizens is going to be mobile. But the interfaces don't change, right, to reflect that? Because <laughs> yeah. they do that, and then at the end That's of the day... That's software engineering, come on. Yeah, <laughs> they, they make it, they, they adjust it for the screen, but then they don't, they don't think about yeah. these other things. Like, for example, the little text entry boxes will be tiny again, and a person has to really hunt and peck for these tiny entry boxes. Yeah, those kinds of things. So, I mean, there's progress still left to be made. Oh, I mean, there's definitely progress to be made in all sorts of ways. But, you know, I, I, it's um, it still strikes me as interesting. I mean, like, personally, I know that, like, I've, I've been trying to actually, you know, rely more on mobile for stuff, um, you know, almost as, as just to make sure that I <laughs> don't get left behind. Yeah. You know, there, there are definitely things where, you know, historically, I would always say, like, oh, you know, well, I'll deal with this when I get back to a, to a you know, to my computer. Um, and there's, but, you know, more and more I'm realizing, like, I can take care of most of those things, even if I'm just mobile. And so I've sort of been forcing myself with, to... With, with your mobile, not with your laptop, right? Yes, right, with, yeah. with just my phone. Um, yeah, I, I completely been... agree. I mean, so one one thing that I, I, that's kind of really indicative for how good my mobile is at this point is so, you know, I think a year or two ago, maybe I got like one of those Karma devices based because, Mazik, yep. you really like it. No, 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 no. You got it first. Did I get it first? Okay. <laughs> yes, because I remember showing up at your house and saying, hey, how come you have this? Okay, so and, I thought this is the you, coolest you thing. Too, I, like, so. I love this. Car. I love the idea of this thing. Yes. So it's a it's a mobile hotspot, right? That you kind of turn on, and if you know, it's kind of neat because if other people use it um, and use your Wi-Fi, then you get credit for your account. Well, yeah, though they've been changing yeah, their they, business model, and and I think they're they're. I don't know they how much longer they have because they, but, but here's been, I, I, I see why they might be yeah. in trouble is because in the few years I've had it, I've never actually used it. <laughs> because there's there's so few. I've used it a bunch. Really, there, for me, yeah. there's so few cases where I'm somewhere where I need to get online and I need my my laptop to be online, right? And and I couldn't solve the problem using my phone, right? Yeah. And and, and, and I'll that's, say that's what yeah. I think the issue. So and I've been lugging this thing around for like two years. N I've used it maybe <laughs> once or twice, um, and I'm realizing that my my mobile phone is that, and then and you know I'm doing some tech like pretty fairly technical things like SSHing into servers, like, you know, right. checking in database stuff like through my phone, which I, I don't know if I should do, but it works. Um, yeah. So, so here's, here's, here's a, an anecdote that, that relates to this. Um, about a month ago, um, I was at a, I went to a two day conference at Stanford um, and I did something which I am amazed uh, that I did. And, and, slightly embarrassed about because I can't believe I did this, which is I accidentally left my laptop in the at the conference overnight between <laughs> the first and second day. It was one of those things where it was getting towards the end of the day and I hadn't been able to charge my laptop all day and so it was yeah. getting low on battery. And so I sort of went over to the side and plugged it in and then the conference ended and everyone was talking and then there was a dinner and so everybody kind of left to go to the dinner and I just sort of thought I had gotten the laptop back and put it in my bag and left and then, you know, went to this dinner went home, got home to take out my laptop to do some work, which is what I normally do, and it wasn't there. <laughs> and and I, I did freak out a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I texted the organizer of the conference and he, you know, was like, well, I think the room is locked up. He said, you know, he couldn't get into it. Um, but, you know, but then I was like, you know, I, I think I can make it a night <laughs> without a laptop. And, and I did, you know, I was yeah. able to, to get some stories posted to TechDirt, which was kind of like 
the you know right. my main concern but i could i did it all i actually <laughs> did that while walking my dog <laughs> i got right, home as, as walking the dog and i yeah. just kind of as i was walking you know using my mobile phone was able to post some yeah. stories to tech dirt and and i was like you know and then the next morning i went to the conference and the laptop was sitting right where i left it right. um Though somebody had unplugged it, so the battery was dead. But that's that's a whole different thing. But uh, okay, Manzling travels with a humongous battery pack. So. <laughs> yes, that too. But you know, so I did. Like I survived a night without, without my <laughs> do laptop. You, do you want a pin? I. Well, it's, but but the thing is, like, not that long ago, that would have been right impossible. You know, that would have been impossible. And and yeah. like you know, with this, like I I saw it was gone. Have you ever traveled like, a weekend without your laptop? Yeah, sure, sure, a bunch of times. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, no, I've done that. I've done that a bunch. Yeah. Um, yeah every, so every time I with... travel without my laptop, something happens that I, I'm like, oh man, <laughs> something goes wrong. Yeah, there is some sort of Murphy's law aspect to that. Yeah. Um, but no, no, I've done I've done weekend trips. I, you know, if I'm if I'm gone longer than the weekend, I always need my laptop. But um, yeah. weekend trips I've done without my laptop a, a whole bunch, probably probably five times this year already. Um, so yeah, I mean, you, you can definitely get by without one but i don't know if i could get by without one for an extended period of time i mean would you rather not have a phone or not have your laptop <laughs> that's a right? good question um i would probably get rid of my phone before i got rid of my laptop but yeah. i mean that's you know not that that neither not that that's a you know, realistic option either way right it would suck um, either way yeah it would suck either way so i'm but i'm kind of curious about like you know um and I had mentioned this in the other podcast, you know, these sort of th those shell devices that you could hook up your. Right. Like if I could hook up my monitor to... and my full keyboard to my phone yeah. um, and actually work on it and like code and yeah. it might be powerful enough for me to code. Right. So yeah. it definitely has enough. I mean, I have a 256 gig iPhone, you know, yeah. plus. So it definitely has enough disk space to do interesting things on. It probably has enough processor power and RAM. I don't know. Yep. Yeah. Um, I just yep. need the, I just need the, the input devices and the monitor. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I know there are at least three of those products on the market yeah. or com coming onto the market. Um, I saw one at CES. I, I, I'm, I backed one on Kickstarter. I'm still waiting for it. I, mean, I, um, I would not mind having like not having to lug my laptop back and forth between my house and my work every day. Yeah. Well that, that's also, you know, I don't think not everyone does that. <laughs> I mean, I do that, but there are yeah. lots of people I know who who don't do that, um, right? And and don't bother, and they kind of figure like the stuff if they need to do work at night, that's stuff that they can take care of on their phone, yeah. and they leave their you know even if they have a laptop, they often will leave it at the office. I mean, one one um, nice thing, so I had to replace my laptop like a few months ago, and the Apple Store asked me if they could just take my laptop, and I'm like, actually, yeah. Go ahead. I'm like, <laughs> like everything is on the cloud. Um, just take it. It's fine. Like I don't oh, need it. Gosh. That was pretty awesome. I, like that. I mean, the fact that I have all of my everything I work on is completely in the cloud, and I can basically get a fresh laptop and get set up, set up, and ready ready to work within I think maybe about half an hour. Um, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Well, yeah. I mean, I think most of my stuff is in the cloud, but I, I there's still stuff on my laptop that I wouldn't want to just hand over to. To, to somebody <laughs> i think i don't know i i'm trying to think about it. like I, I can't think of like what um, right but at first my, re know. my initial reaction was no wait i was like wait yeah th i think i think yeah no i think you can take it i think i'm good i mean i still have like older laptops because i'm like i don't even know what to do with like 
You, you drill a hole in the hard drive, right? I know. You're supposed to like... You can, well, I, I, I still have my original uh, Dell Tower S, <laughs> um, desktop, desktop computer in my living room that my wife complains about probably once a month. <laughs> I, 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 what I've done, I have uh, in a box somewhere old hard drives. So I pulled hard drives out of old machines and then, you know, gone to recycle the machines themselves but yeah. kept the hard drive. I don't think... I th I'm pretty sure I have every hard drive of almost every computer I've ever had. I um, definitely do. They're all sitting in my living room in a big stack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is next to every cell phone I've ever had in my life. So. <laughs> I don't have every cell phone because that I've been required to You may be a hoarder, hoarder when. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could see that. But you know, getting back to kind of the yeah. the the larger question about it, I you know, I think... I would guess that for a lot of people today, they don't really need no. um, a machine all the time. And, you know, I mean, I, I would guess that most people, you know, there are situations where like you can go to a, a library or, or you know, a FedEx or, I mean, I don't know if they still have internet cafes around. <laughs> there was that time when they did, but. I mean, I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't mind having like a, a place, like an internet cafe where I could just plug my phone in and then use like a keyboard and monitor for a while, right? That'd be kind of neat. Or like if I go to a yeah. coffee shop and I don't have to lug, I, like it'd be awesome if a coffee shop would just have like a little fold-up monitor or like a monitor and a keyboard for me so that I could sit there and work. That would be cool. Yeah, that would be interesting. But but um, but what about these other, I mean, so we're still focusing on the, I, I think, you know, that kind of thing that sort of, where you're replicating the keyboard and monitor um, in some manner or another is is probably the most likely near-term right. solution. But I'm, 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 you know, we mentioned them earlier. But how how much do we think, like goggles. longer term, you're going to do the, the like goggles and voice are, are yeah. sort of the two big ones, or you know, there may be other other input. And, yeah, I mean, the uh, office, output. the office of the future that her, the movie her imagined, right, where mm -hmm. um, you know you're wandering around and everyone's just kind of having like gentle conversations with their computers <laughs> right um that could i mean that could happen it would be a little bit loud and chattery but but i mean that sounds could be realistic i don't know like, yeah i, I mean, mean i personally a, am a big believer in conversational interfaces um i just don't know how they're going to quite manifest if we're going to be typing conversations with our computers or talking with them I kind of feel like, and, and I've discussed this with you in the past when we talked about sort of, yeah. you know, conversational interfaces, um, like, I kind of feel like, um, you know, like there are limitations of that. And, and one of them is like out in public. That's sort of a weird interface in public unless you can right. you know, sort of mumble in a way that people... But then there's uh, the next the next level, the, the jacking in interface, right? Right. So that's going much further <laughs> into science fiction, right. futuristic territory. Sure. But yeah, right? There's this this idea that you could communicate directly from your mind to, to some sort of computer interface. Yeah. And then we um, really don't need a desktop computer. Then you don't need anything, right? It's all whatever's implanted. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we we don't need a lot of physical things at that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but all right. that's going a little far. Yes, I think that is definitely going kind of. But kind maybe of sooner far. than we think. Who knows? Yeah, um, we've lost, we've we've lost Hirsch. No, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> you, you went silent for a long time there, Hirsch. <laughs> you guys were having this lively conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I, yeah. Anyway, we should I mean, bring it back somewhere. <laughs> I, I mean, 
Well, I started out by asking Hirsch, you know, at what point would he, uh, you know, give up a give up on a computer? Dennis, do you think there's a point at which you would give up on on having your own? I mean, the point at which I can essentially plug my phone in to something and have the input and output devices that I need, I could give up this this physical manifestation of a folding metal box that I carry around with me, like, and then replace it with the smaller. Uh, glass and plasticky box that I put in my pocket, right? Um, yeah. And I am and I am obsessed with this kind of input-output thing, but I think that's the important thing for my daily interaction with, with a computer, right? That I need to be yeah. able to see, see the stuff that I need to see and input the information in an efficient manner. So if it's goggles, yeah. if it's voice, you know, I don't need this actual box. I don't need to type. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of intrigued by the, the by the sort of augmented reality goggles idea and the idea that you could have sort of this. Yeah. As long as they're infinite... comfortable, because like I've, yes. I've worn them for <laughs> longer than ten minutes and it gets really sweaty and gross. So. Yeah, yeah, no, that that is a problem. But but assuming they get better and they get to be, you know, yeah, like glasses can, or like regular glasses. Yeah. Um, but could you could you predict a world where where you know you could just sort of overlay? Yeah. You know, like different apps or in a contact like... lens or something. That would be sure, 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 amazing. Um. Yeah, I mean, I I love my big monitor, but that's like the biggest monitor possible, right? Yeah, though then I, uh, I mean, this is going to start to go off on another tangent, so I'll keep it short. But like, you know, I also wonder then what what does that do when you have things displaying like that? You know, does it take you out of reality? You know, or I mean, there, there probably there will be a virtual monitor within your, you know, your augmented reality kind of that might be helpful for you to have a fake looking uh, an artificial monitor <laughs> in your augmented reality view so that we can uh, it's yeah ground ourselves it's, somehow it's yeah. possible yeah i don't i don't know i just kind of wonder i mean there's this part of me that thinks like that would be awesome like i wouldn't have to worry about a, a screen anymore oh my god and like, i could have your tabs and your augmented reality space would be <laughs> amazing like yes. i can't see you hold on i gotta i gotta brush aside all like you have five thousand windows open in your augmented <laughs> reality space um that's I might. Crazy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But but I don't know. I still feel like there's something. Yeah. There, I think there's some sort of balance. Like I want a lot of real estate of screen for when I'm working. But yeah. but the idea of having goggles that would basically give me In, the entire infinite. sort of 360 view feels me. like too much space. Yeah. And and I'm not quite sure how well that would work. But yeah. You know I don't know. I think that happy to try if anyone wants to send me some goggles to try. <laughs> yeah. Same here. Same here. All right. So let's close this one out. Um, and um, I, I I mean I think it's an interesting question. I think but I think these things are going to evolve. I mean in some sense, you know I think the answer is perhaps similar to the, what we discussed on the the cell phone innovation one that you know th things are changing and and relying on um, yeah. you know, sort of the existing way is, is probably going to go away. But I don't know. You guys have any final thoughts? Uh, my final thought is basically like it always, I found it curious to think about what was on office desks 100 years ago. Um, and maybe that's what will be on office desks in a few years. What was on de yeah. office desks I don't know, like a desk plotter, <laughs> right? There's like an inbox and an outbox with like uh -huh. papers. Um, a fountain? A, 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 a fountain pen? pen right? Like, Quill? Like what was on your desk? It's weird. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, but that might be it. Like that might be what is on our desk in like ten years, right? Just nothing. Well, uh, will you even have a desk? Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. What do you need a desk for? <laughs> if you can do everything through your eyes. 
<laughs> All right. All right. Well, um, yeah, I, I think I think we're going to close out. Hirsch, do you have any any final thoughts? Since you've been quiet for a while now. Um, <laughs> no. Like, like, he he left like ten minutes ago. <laughs> I know you checked out completely. <laughs> no, I'm, 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 well, I, I am multitasking, but uh, yeah. I'm listening to you guys. <laughs> this is the the problem with being so connected. Exactly. Yeah. If if you if you had those goggles with everything going on at once, then you know this would happen all the time. People would be yeah. talking to you, and you'd be. Like, I'm talking you know, to you. You're like, yeah, it looks like you're looking at me. <laughs> all right. All right. We've dis- now we've discovered the hazards of of this plan. But anyways, all right. Uh, thanks guys for, for another fun <laughs> podcast and uh, thanks to everyone for listening we'll be back next week bye thanks